coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, Rewilding Your Health with John Schott. Fitness is being fit to live, being fit for an environment. But when, where I bring it back is, okay, so now what are we fit for? You know, there's a lot of people who have high fitness for watching TV, <laughs> high fitness. You know, there's the natural world, there's the urban world, which is the city living and things like that. There's a lot of people who are very fit for that. And then there's the cyber world or, you know, the virtual world. So we have to be fit for all three of them, you know? because we live in a virtual world as well. We can't put that to the side. That's part of our lives now. That's part of who we are. The challenge has been that that natural world, that first one I mentioned, has been, you know, kind of left by the wayside. Now we're seeing that through our health because it's extremely important for us to connect to nature in as much as we can to create those inputs that will make us rewild and, re and make us human and thrive. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here. I am super excited to introduce to you all John Schatz. We had a great conversation. He is also locally based, meaning he is in Miami, South Florida, just like myself, and we had such a great discussion. We talk about his brand new book, Rewilding COVID, Natural and Practical Health Solutions for Optimizing Your Immunity During the Coronavirus Pandemic and Beyond. We also get into his backstory, how he got started in the health space and why he wants to help so many people. And then we get into a topic that I personally wanted to hear about, which was about movement and body work using foam rolling, using lacrosse balls to open up some areas that might have some blockages, some interference, which is so important. So you understand how to use that the right way, why it's important to open up the hamstrings and lengthen the hamstrings and smash it with the lacrosse ball. I also asked John why he wanted to write a book about COVID. We talk about the power of human adaptability, hormesis during COVID. We get into grounding and how something as simple as grounding and what is grounding, what that can do to improve your health and thin the blood. It's like taking a handful of antioxidants. And then we talk about tips to become more resilient, the importance of proper breathing for overall health, and much, much more. So before we bring on John Schatz and talk all about his book and everything that we just mentioned, I want to take this minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Chad G that is titled Chad G. <laughs> Chad says, I am a consumer of all things keto and paleo. Ben's podcast is one of the best I've heard. Great info, great audio quality, well-spoken, well-informed guests. I highly recommend it. Hey, Chad, thank you so much. I'm glad that you are enjoying the guests, the audio quality. We put a lot of resources into the episodes to make sure the episodes are coming out at least twice per week. So we appreciate that. And it's a testament to the team we have here. Ian, we have Rachel, we have uh, other people on the team who are supporting the show and getting it out there, Alina, Andrea, etc. So it's a testament to them, really. And thank you, Chad, for leaving the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as that really helps the show grow and to get into the hands of more people. So thank you so much. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so right now. Did you know that the number one cause of cellular inflammation, and when I say cellular inflammation, I'm referring to cell membrane inflammation, the number one cause of that, nope, it's not sugar, not even vegetable oils, it's actually 
toxins, toxicity. I'm somebody who is a big believer that if you want to get well, you got to fix the cell. That's what my mentor, Dr. Pompa, said, and he's right, specifically the brain cells. These toxins that come into our life from breathing, touching our skin, our food supply, our water supply, they bioaccumulate and get stored in our tissues, which create inflammation in the body. Yeah, keto, fasting, carnivore, ancient healing strategies, these are great ways to reduce inflammation in your body. But if you have an upstream cause, it's going to be very difficult, damn near impossible, to get the optimal health that you seek. That's why I'm excited to share my program that I'm releasing called True Cellular Detox with Ben Azadi. If you want to learn how to properly detox your body to start removing those toxins from your body and reducing inflammation so keto and fasting can work that much better, then I want to share this opportunity with you. We only launch this program three times per year, and we take only 15 people in each program. If you would like to work with me for 90 days alongside Dr. Daniel Pampa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, to understand true cellular detox, which includes four 60-minute Zoom calls with me and the other members, all the supplementation, and the most accurate test for assessing cellular inflammation called the meta-oxy test, which is 50 times more accurate than any blood test looking at cell membrane inflammation, you get all that as part of your membership to this 90-day program. I want you to head to ketocampdetox.com. Ketocampdetox.com, camp is spelled with a K. Learn more about it. Hopefully, you're hearing this on time because once we reach 15 people, we are going to close this program and the next one will not open for another four to five months from right now. So head to ketocampdetox.com. I'd love to work with you and show you exactly how to detox the right way. We will also drop a link for that down below in the show notes. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals, I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do, head to paleovalley.com, use the coupon code BEN15, that is BEN15 at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com, use Ben15 at checkout. Okay, let's dive deep into rewilding your health with John Schott. John Schott has established himself as one of South Florida's most groundbreaking and pioneer leaders in the health field. John set himself aside from the pack with the opening of his restaurants and retail space, Life Food Gourmet, South Florida's first gourmet raw food restaurant. Although he has transitioned away from the restaurant business, he is a respected authority in bodywork, iridology, and much more. He attained certifications such as his iridologist from New York City of iridology based on Bernard Jensen Iridology, Life Food Culinary Chef from Jubb's Longevity Life Food Culinary Chef from New York City. He has studied closely with top pioneering authors and practitioners in the health space 
for the last 10 years. And he has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to detoxification, nutritional cleanses, wellness and lifestyle coaching. And he has a brand new book, which we're going to talk about. All right, John Schatz, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, brother. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. A fellow Miamian in the house, you know, I was thinking we should have probably done this in person, but maybe we'll do that. We'll do that in the next episode that we record. So you're down here in Miami, you're doing some cool things. There's a lot of alignment with what I teach and what you teach. And you just released a brand new book, which is all about rewilding COVID, which we're going to deep dive into that book, why you decided to write it, some of the principles from that book. But before we do, what is your story? What's your backstory? How did you get involved with the health space? Great, man. Thanks for asking me. And and yeah, we'll dive into that soon. But my story has always been a story about helping humanity. You know, since I was nine years old, I actually grew up in, in South America, in Colombia. So I moved here by myself to Miami right after high school. And since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to help people. I always saw there was like some kind of discrepancy and something felt off about how society has been working. So initially I wanted to use like acting and filmmaking and all that stuff. So I wound up in New York for a little bit and that was like a huge roller coaster ride. <laughs> but at the same time as I was exploring that avenue and wanting to see if I can make a mark and a difference with my message in a positive way, I was exploring self-development. And self-development came first to me through the path of like Tony Robbins CDs and audio tapes and things like that. And on one of them, one of the series that he always, I think he still does it, is talk about health and wellness, you know, talk about, hey, you got to take care of your body. Your health is, you know, your number one thing. And I completely agree with that. Without our health, everything else kind of falls to the wayside, right? So at that point, I was exploring the element of health and 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 it sounded so new and different to me than what I was taught that I jumped in full force into it and a lot of things made sense and my path also led me to explore vegetarian diets vegan diets which which was also a huge hard lesson throughout the years because I persisted too much on that and you cannot feel free to ask me on that later but not to dive into that too much but I I was primarily vegan for almost seven years now. And, wow. and I depleted myself and I, you know, went through all of the different things. So it's not like, you know, some people say, well, you, you didn't do it right. And that's why you quit or whatever. There's a lot of detail through that. And, and, you know, I'm sure you've probably talked about it in your show, but through that experience, there was a lot of like, um, soul searching and a dark, a dark night of the soul, especially when I was in New York, I was in New York in, in winter being a raw food vegan. So my body, my mind, my mental state was really low. I was very depleted. It was cold. I mean, it was like, you can say pretty much a recipe for destruction. So I went into a very dark place and, you know, I had a spiritual encounter with what we can call God or my grand and my grandfather appeared to me in that moment. And I wasn't doing any entheogens or anything like that. It was just like this natural thing where I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and, and that light touched me. Right. And the beautiful thing about that story is that at the end of the day, the message that I got, which, what I, which was what I needed is, dude, you just, all the only thing you need is to love, be who you are and love. And that's it. And it gave me such peace and such clarity. And, and it sent me, you know, away from the dark parts of that whole business of filmmaking, acting, modeling, and all that stuff, which is like really heavy, heavy energy. And it made me double down on the practice of wellness and health and vitality and all that stuff. So from there, I came back to Miami and just started a course of, you know, creating food as medicine. I dove into the whole full spectrum of paleo diets, Western price diets. I've done keto diets. Everything, you know, like, and the foundations behind that became part of my practice as an educator and as a practitioner, which I am right now of body work and lifestyle and health coaching and things like that. So that's my, my kind of roller coaster ride pitch of where I came from and where I am right now. So, and the fascinating thing is that, man, as you know, this idea, this concept of health is so, so important and so fascinating that I'm still as passionate as, as I was. 12 years ago when I started with it. And there's actually so much more to explore now. And, and it's fantastic. And it's a great place to be right now because a lot of people are waking up to this finally, <laughs> finally. Yeah. So I'm excited about it, man. It is exciting. And you're right. A lot of people, that's one of the gifts of COVID is people are now aware that their health is their wealth. How old were you? How long ago was it when you had that spiritual awakening? Mm, I think I was around 23 23, 24, maybe when I was in that, in that really concentrated focus uh, period in New York. 
So yeah, man, I've been at it for for a little bit. When was that? What year was that? Oh man, <laughs> how old are you right now? I am forty two right now. Oh wow, you don't look forty two. I thought you I thought you were like my age, thirty six. <laughs> Okay, so that was like uh, about 20 years ago or something. 20 years ago, yeah. more or less, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, a little less than that, but yeah. Yeah, almost 20 years ago. So you had the spiritual awakening. You decided to take that energy from the movie, filming, etc., to more focusing on health and body work. Why body work? Why was that something that you got into? Well, body work came later, actually. Food was first. I started with nutrition and health and food as uh, as my path, but body work became basically a layer of things that I've wo- I've woven into my practice throughout the years. So you're never good with a food portion because you're always learning and you're always adapting, and lifestyles are different, and you know the environment changes and you change, your age changes. So the food as a foundation, I feel like I've gotten really, really, really strong with it. But I wanted to add a few more elements to to not only my own health, but the, the practice that I can add to other people. So I started integrating concepts around living water, like what's the best water we can drink, you know, the right supplements, whole food based supplements. And at one point I got into this concept of body work where it was more not massage. It wasn't uh, around chiropractic or massage or anything like that, but it was around the, the, the concept of fascia, muscles, some of the adhesions and things that basically make people have just dysfunctional, dysfunctional movement, dysfunctional patterns around how they walk, how they move and things like that. And I thought this is a piece that's extremely critical to us, especially now in the modern day world, because as modern humans, we have noticed that most of the population is sedentary. Most of the population is not moving correctly, sitting too long, not eating the right food. So the nutrition, hydration is not there. So it basically creates all these constrictions and adhesions or an excess of calcium in the soft tissue, which is uh, which we can call a calcification and we can get to that a little bit later. But all these things start making humans a little bit more stone-like. When people say, well, my joints ache and I have arthritis and I have all these conditions and things like that, it's hard for me to move. And I guess, you know, it's old age. Well, I don't buy that. You know, I don't accept that. Old age, I mean, like like you said, I'm 42 years old and I, I think I look younger. You, Thank you for saying that. I, I'm not going to say it myself, but a lot of people, you know, think that I'm a lot younger than what I am in person. But it's not just the look, it's how you feel. And I feel like, you know, just as good as I was, you know, in my 20s. And, and that's part of the body work too. So it's, it's a whole lifestyle approach. You know, there's so many different elements here. And I also like to always share with people is that the one main thing I like to start off with is the concept of not getting overwhelmed. Because, you know, in this just few minutes that we've been talking about, we've talked about so many different things and people are like, wow, I have to do all this. And it's not as complicated as it is. It's a lot simpler than it is. You know, like the body work, I like to teach people. I like to educate people. So getting something like a lacrosse ball, PVC pipe or or, or foam roller is one gateway into how we can start to put the piece of body work into our lifestyle. But the thing is that we have to do it. It's a part of it, whether we like it or not. It's just modern day living. You know, a lot of people, you know, including myself, I've used ancestral templates to how I eat, how I move and all these things. And the ancestral template tells you, well, humans were designed a certain way to move as nomads, hunt, gather, be connected and, and, and grounded to the earth, you know, hunt and gather some things from their local environment. And that's their sustenance, right? So a lot of times you think of, of that template and you think, well, these people probably didn't need body work unless there was some kind of injury you know, but we don't live in those times anymore. So that's where we have to make adaptations for the modern world and take the good and take the, the things that are most challenging and adapt to that. Well said. So would would you agree that somebody who maybe has uh, scars from surgeries or injuries, uh, tattoos, maybe like mesh implants from hernia surgeries, they might need more body work than the uh, an average person? Most Most of the time, yes. Yeah, because uh, the calcification is also a form of uh, scar tissue. It's just a thickening of the area or of the skin or of the soft tissue. And that thickening creates restrictions. So those people tend to need a little bit more intense work or consistent slow work, which is fine. You know, it doesn't always have to be this excruciating experience. Now, the excruciating experience, and I, I, I'm talking about me working with somebody one-on-one, gets you those results a lot faster. You know, I'll give you an example. I have a client of mine who I've been working for, working with for like, I want to say a few weeks, maybe like 
five, six weeks. And this gentleman, you know, practiced jujitsu. He likes boxing. You know, he's very active and his hands were all uh, in bad shape, you know, like stiff. He couldn't feel them. He had to wear like compression things for his arm to sleep. He would wake up at night and all this stuff. Now the calcium buildup on, on this gentleman's hands was pretty over there, you know, over the line there. And we've been working on it. So I've been scraping this guy's tissues, taking that extra calcium and, and it's intense, man. It's hard, but this guy's sleeping through the night now. This guy doesn't need to wear the compression things anymore. This guy can feel his hands close to 90% normal again. This is after a year with dealing with these situations. Wow. And in the five, six weeks that we've been like really doing the work. Now he's doing most of the work. I'm facilitating, but he's showing up. And at the end of the day is how are we showing up every day for ourselves, for our family? And he's showing up. He's showing up to do the hard work. It's the hardest hour probably of his week. But you know, he's the happiest guy on the earth right now because he can keep doing what he's doing and he's pain free. So, you know, there's levels of this for, for sure. So it's a good question. Yeah. And I love it because the principle that I teach is to heal the body three steps, identify interference, work on removing that interference and allow the body to heal. So this is a big interference in the body, the calcification. Hey, I want to let you know about an amazing company who offers really impressive foods from nature. I'm referring to wildfoods.co. If you're looking for a one-stop shop for your keto supplements, keto coffee, keto nuts and seeds, and amazing collagen protein powders, you're going to want to check out wildfoods.co. Wild Foods specializes in real foods from small producers around the world. They're passionate about their ingredients and they have a powerful story. All of their products do not contain artificial sweeteners, no gluten, no soy, no refined sugars, no preservatives, and no fillers. They adhere to ridiculously high standards like myself, which is why I endorsed so if you're looking for some keto protein powders, golden milk lattes for some restful nights of sleep, multivitamins for men and women, cacao powders, elderberry capsules for the immune system, wild Himalayan pink salt for your electrolyte balance, and much more, I want you to check out my friends over at wildfoods.co. As a listener of the Keto Camp Podcast, you will receive 20% off your order by using the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout. No space in between. KETOCAMP, camp with a K at checkout. Get 20% off your order. Head to wildfoods.co. Use KETOCAMP at checkout and enjoy their awesome products. So you mentioned uh, you could use like a tennis ball or some sort of other like a foam roller. What are some practical things that the keto campers listening can do? And even myself, how do you use a foam roller properly or a tennis ball properly? That's good. Tennis ball is a very slow way to get into it. I said lacrosse ball, <laughs> which, oh, is lacrosse ball. Intense, which, right. is a, which is a little bit more which is a little bit more intense. But but you know what? It, it's good that you mentioned the tennis ball because the lacrosse ball might be too big of a jump for somebody, you know. So to make it, let's say you you got one of your members. He's you know office you know works at his job. He's an entrepreneur. He's hardworking. You know he's in an office in front of a computer eight hours a day. First thing we want to do is you know there's a couple points. Hamstrings usually get very tight very tight. The lacrosse ball on a hard chair, you put it under the most tender and you'll find it because you'll feel it. The most tender points under the hamstring. And now you let your uh, muscles sink into it. And as you sink into it, you're basically pinning that trigger point and you're helping release that and also alleviating that calcium deposit or, or, or mostly it's trigger points at that area. And then you can extend your leg out so you're doing a movement while you're pinning the trigger point. So that's one point, one form that you can use the lacrosse ball to start to release those trigger points. So now the bands of the muscle, which is like a rubber band, now they can be more elastic. They can stretch more and snap back more into, into shape because it's like a rubber band. It's supposed to be flowing like that, not constricted. So it's like a, uh, I always loved giving the analogy of the rubber band because if a rubber band, you put a knot in it, you can stretch it all you want. That's actually going to make it worse mm -hmm. because you're making that knot even more constricted. So it's going to be hard to untie that knot from the rubber band. Let's get rid of the knot first, which is what we're doing with the lacrosse ball on the hamstring. And then after that, you can, you can start to slowly stretch. So now we're, elongate, we're, we're fixing the posture of the body by doing some of these releases. Same thing with your glutes. The glutes is a big, big point. Glutes is part of the major hip flexor chain of the body with the TFL, glute medius, one of the primary ones. If you're watching a movie documentary or one of your shows, go on the floor, put the computer or whatever on the floor, on a mat or whatever, and put your glute right on that lacrosse ball and lay down on it 
and pin that muscle, you will feel it. You'll know exactly what I mean once once you do it. The thing is doing it. And how long do you leave it there for? You can leave it for a few minutes. You know, it, it depends on how, you know, how intense it is and all that stuff. But the main thing is the muscle will start letting go and you'll feel that too. So once you start feeling like that intense hit of pain that you get starts to dissipate, you know, oh, this is changing the muscle. This is getting rid of those trigger points. And now I can ease into another spot. But just by doing a little bit of, of, of motion of like, basically, you're kind of mashing the ball a little bit while pinning. And, and you don't have to be vigorous or anything like that. So it's a, I'm glad you asked, because a lot of times you'll go into the gym and you'll see people on these, lacro- on these um, uh, foam rollers, just sawing away at it. And that's not necessarily the best approach. I mean, it, it'll help. But what I found easiest and better on the fascia, which is the connective tissue matrix of the body, is to basically pin and shear, pin and shear and pin and actually let the body with weight. So you can put a leg on top of your leg if you have, let's say, a lacrosse ball on your on your calves, which the calves is really good to release as well. So that's where you can get a PVC pipe or that foam roller. So you put your calf, the, the, the basically meaty part of the calf, the soleus, right on top of the PVC pipe or... or I mean, you can put like a yoga, uh, one of those blocks and the cross ball on top of that and then pin it even more precise. But start with the bulk of the muscle. Pin it, put your other leg on top so you can put a little bit more weight on it and then pin, shear, pin, shear, and you'll feel that release on your calf. And, and the, the, the increase in circulation is fantastic. And the calf muscle is a great way to get the lymphatic system pumping too, right? So would you do this before a workout or after? Does, is one approach better than the other? I always feel like the after is better, but the main thing is to do it, man. I mean, mm. some, see, the thing with, with health is that there's an individual component as well. Somebody m- might do it before and feel way better than if, when they do it afterwards. So it's an individual thing, but I find that a lot of times after, especially if you do a hard workout, because when you do a hard workout, your body's going to go through a stressor. And it's going to break itself down so it builds itself back up stronger. Well, after you do the workout and you release some of those initial trigger points or maybe a little bit of adhesions because you're not having proper form, your body's not moving optimally and things like that, that myofascial release is actually very, very nice to have as a basically cool down or recovery. So if, if an area hurts more than other areas, is it fair to say that that area probably needs more work? Uh, usually yes, but it's tricky though, because you also want to use your intuition and common sense because some people think, oh, it hurts more here and I'm going to dig into that and it creates more pain. Now that doesn't necessarily always mean that's correct because more times when you're fishing for trigger points, let's say you have low back pain, usually low back pain, you don't want to be putting a foam roller on your back. That's one of the ones that I really don't like people like rolling on your back it's tricky. You can, you can hurt your back that way. Most of the low back pain uh, release comes from the glutes, it comes mm. from the glutes and the hip flexors. So you want to get those first. The, the trick with that question as well is if you find a trigger point, which you'll know it, you find a trigger point and it becomes more painful, there's something off there. Because initially what happens with a trigger point, which usually is most, mostly on the muscle, it feels like a very intense stabbing, right? And after that stabbing initially, and it hits you, it, it'll start to slowly dissipate. So that pain in a matter of seconds, sometimes a matter of like, it, it depends on the person, but it'll be like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Maybe it'll go as long as a minute, but the pain will start to reduce immediately. So that's how you know, okay, I'm on the right track here. It shouldn't get worse. Yeah, you were not selling it using the word stabbing, but it's all for the better, <laughs> the better of your health. Last, last question on the body work subject is, how do you feel about using a lacrosse ball or a foam roller, not necessarily a foam roller, but a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball on your, your feet, like the bottom of your feet? Big fan, big fan of it. It's the plantar fascia. You know, the fascia is fascinating, man. It starts on your foot. So there's a whole chain of fascia that starts from your foot and goes in one shot and connects all to the top of your head. And, and a lot of people need a lot of work on their feet, uh, especially if you're wearing shoes that are not designed for the design, the natural design of your foot. Which is what? But what's the natural design of the foot? Like a minimal type of uh, sole? Yeah, a minimal, not only a minimal type of sole, but if you look at the box form of the shoe, it's supposed to, you know, you, you see your, you imagine this is your foot, right? It's open, you know, and wide. The shoes are designed in opposite. They're actually closing and pinching the wide aspects of the foot. 
So it's creating a dysfunctional and a weakening of the foot. So, and that transfers all the way up the chain. So that's really important, not only the lacrosse ball to remediate that, but I always like to, you know, encourage people, hey, look at the shoes you're wearing, how long you're wearing them. Are you wearing heels? You definitely, if you're wearing heels, you need more work on your feet and try to minimize that heel until you get to a point where you can wear, you know, minimal drop shoes, which is what I wear. You know, I've been wearing five fingers and, and minimal shoes with the, with the big toe boxes for years and years and years. And, you know, I can grab things with my feet and that's that's something that everybody can do. And there's also those, I forget what they're called, but they look like when somebody's getting a, a pedicure, uh, pedicures for the feet, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> the little, little blocks that you go over your toes. Yeah. That, that you can wear like when you're watching TV, right? Yeah. You can wear those. Yeah. It'll spread those toes to help you until you don't need them anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So great information. I learned a lot because I was selfishly asking those questions for myself. So thank you. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job so you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day, so does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you wanna get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com, check them out, Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Next, let's transition into your new book, which is all about rewilding COVID. Number one, what exactly does rewilding mean? Number two, why did you want to write a book about COVID? Okay. So let me answer the second one first, <laughs> because I honestly, it, it, I didn't want to write a book about COVID. I chose to put that in the title precisely because I think what I'm presenting in my book is a solution space approach. And it's what we need because of COVID because of what COVID represents. You know, whether whether you believe the, the mainstream narrative, whether you believe the story that's been told, whatever it is, we haven't also been offered through this last year and a half solutions to this that empower us. It's been a dependency fear-based model. So when I say rewilding COVID, I mean basically taking your own health into your own hands, which leads me to the first question, which is rewilding. You know, I didn't invent the concept. Rewilding basically is to, it has many connotations because rewilding is also a concept that you can look into of rewilding environments, like regenerating forests, regenerating ecosystems and things like that by putting animals and plants and things that are native to those biomes and things like that. That's not what I mean. I mean rewilding the human, which is basically tuning ourselves back into the wild aspect of what makes us a real human. And I don't mean wild in the sense that, again, going back to mainstream narratives, people generally think wild, oh, this guy's a savage or, you know, he's unruly and he's, you know, trying to destroy things. No, no, no. Wild means freedom if you really look at the true definition of what that means. And we are wild humans at heart. That's where we come from, which means we're connected to the earth, which means we have all the abilities that we have within us to be able to thrive in nature. And that's what that means. So rewild means bringing back that wildness back into ourselves and into our families and into our communities. Because in that way, we become more free, we become more empowered, and we become optimally a lot healthier. 
So that's basically the idea behind that. You know, we become very domesticated, very domesticated. And don't get me wrong, what we're doing right now is fantastic. What we're doing here, which hopefully will reach many people and inspire them to take off their shoes, <laughs> put yeah. the lacrosse ball down, whatever it is that they get from this, we couldn't reach this many people, you know, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, it's incredible and I love it. But with that also comes a consciousness and a responsibility, our ability to respond to our environment. This is a new environment that we've created for ourselves, which has departed ourselves from nature a lot. It's made us too comfortable. And as humans, we're designed to be able to have a nice relationship between comfort and discomfort, because that's how we survive. That's how we thrive. And that's how we grow as well. So I think innovation, even uh, the increments in health and abilities and things like that come from that sweet spot, you know, and rewilding can get the, can get us there because it helps us remind ourselves, hey, I don't have to be, you know, in a room with an AC at a temperature that's set for the whole day at the same temperature. You know, I can go outside, especially here in Florida, it's hot as heck <laughs> and I can deal with it, right? Or, oh shoot, the winter just came up and now everything's changed and, you know, I can deal with that. That's why people are, the, the ice baths and the whole Wim Hof method and all that stuff has become popular because deep inside we know that there's something about that that is right. Deep, deep down we know, you know what, that's in me, you know, and that's going to make me stronger, more confident better and better equipped to deal with anything that doesn't feel right to me, like COVID. <laughs> so that's the whole idea behind it. And the way I lay out the book is solutions-based. I mean, if you saw it, you see that it's, it's very easy to, to go through. It's a very easy read, but it's, it's simple, but the principles and the foundation behind it are basically essential to all of us. So I talk about the elements. You know, I talk about the earth element, the air element, the water element, the fire element. The fire element is an element that we've we've become very distorted with. I'm not talking about just fire as as like lighting a fire and cooking your food in it. I'm talking about circadian rhythms and our relationship to the sun. Mm. You know, that's a component of the fire that I shared in the book on very easy lifestyle improvements that anybody can make. So those are things that I'm trying to bring forth to people and give themselves the opportunity to be like, wow, I can do this. You know, I can go outside get a little bit of sun every morning, calibrate my hormones correctly through the frequency of the sun, go inside, do what I have to do, maybe go take lunch outside, get some vitamin D at 12, 1 o'clock, which is a different frequency of the sun, come back inside, do what I have to do, and then manage my indoor environment and make sure that that artificial blue light is not creating a mismatch in the evening to shut down my melatonin and disrupt my circadian rhythms of light. How do we do that? We put red light bulbs throughout the house, which is what I do, or wear blue blocking glasses at night, make sure that the lights are not, you know, on, stuff like that. And then you'll get better sleep, you'll regenerate, now you're rewilding again. You know, you're mimicking basically what our ancestors did naturally that they didn't really have to think about. You know, it doesn't mean you have to go to bed as soon as the sun goes down. We have a history, a rich history of telling stories around a fire. Mm -hmm. And what's the color of that fire? It's a red light. So, you know, red light, photobiomodulation, infrared therapy, these things are, are very popular right now in the more in the biohacking scene and, and also in the natural world. But uh, there's a reason for that. Again, you know, there's something in us that knows this is right. This is something that I need as nourishment. So I put all that stuff on there because, you know, we take baby steps. Everybody's at a different uh, stage in their life and everybody needs a little bit of different thing at some point. But if you build on those lifestyle principles, then you don't really have to think about it. Just like I don't really think too much about food because I've dialed it so in for me that it's just like, boom, it's it's done. Water, you know, I've got the best water system that I can get that recreates living water from, you know, the Hunza Valley. And, you know, I don't have to think about it. You know, that's what I cook with. That's what I drink for tea. That's what I drink for water, electrolysis, things like that. So things like that, you know, at night, I don't have to think about disrupting my circadian movements. Why? Because I built those. See, I accidentally put this on, but yeah. you can see the red lights there. That's the light that goes on in, in my kid's room at night. So it's great, man. And it's fun. It really is fun doing all this stuff. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And 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 one of the main things that all of these things together do is starts to diminish the the levels of stress. And isn't stress one of the main things that's challenging our society nowadays, you know, including COVID? COVID was a stress. Whether it came from a virus or not, whatever you believe, 
it, you know, shutting down our economy, locking people down, putting masks, you know, social distancing, all these things, whether you agree with it or not, it was a stress on top of a stress, on top of a stress and a stress and a stress. So what I'm trying to do is, hey, we can take a deep breath here. We can slow down and start to take the stress and start to eliminate it here, there, 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 there. And little by little, now we're in control of our mind. We're in control of our body. And ideally, we'll wind up being in control of our spirit. So it's, it's really good. Well done. I agree with you. I think everything that you're, you're preaching here is the, the, the concept of hormesis, right? These are like good stressors that get you a good result. When we went through this whole shutdown and COVID and all the lockdowns and the masks and now the vaccines, et cetera, whether, whatever side you stand on, it is a stress. And if you were already easy to kill, meaning you were not resilient like so many people are, then that stress is going to overfill your bucket and then boom, you are diagnosed with something serious or you die or you know somebody who dies because they were not resilient. So what you did with your book and what you do with your work is you teach people to become more resilient by applying stress strategically, red light, fasting, whatever it is, some of the principles in your book. Getting sun is actually a stress, but it's a positive stress. So you apply these principles which are innate to ourselves that get us a positive result. You know, if the mainstream media would just buy your book, honestly, and read a chapter each week and deep dive and educate on each chapter each week, we'd get rid of this uh, epidemic in just a second, dude, this pandemic in a second, but that's never going to happen. So I, I love that. I, I love that you just said that, man, because that's exactly what my goal was with this whole thing, man. What you just said right there, that's my goal. That's my goal with the book. It's like, that's my intention with the book. It's not to do anything else other than that. Because if you look at the subtitle, I'm going to read it because I forget. It's, it's a long one. <laughs> the subtitle of the book is really, you know, the thing that, that drives the whole premise of it. It's natural and practical health solutions for optimizing immunity during coronavirus pandemic and beyond. And that beyond is, is the main thing because you don't have to be in a pandemic. You don't have to be anything. Once you optimize your immune system, with these principles and with certain tweaks and certain, you know, things that I mentioned there that I, I think a lot of people don't, you know, address, then your immune system is is, is strong, it's golden, it's, it's, it's good to go. Yeah, I'm personally not somebody who's going to run away from a virus. As a matter of fact, I believe, I've, I haven't, I don't think I've gotten COVID. Maybe I did and I was just asymptomatic, but I know that if I do get it and if I do have it right now, it's actually going to make my immune system stronger. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to say, oh, thank you. I have this amazing innate immune system and adaptive immune system that will do its job because I apply a lot of the principles that you teach. And that is so empowering because I don't have to rely on something external. I don't have to rely on a vaccine. I don't have to rely on a, on a face mask. I don't have to rely on XYZ. I have everything I need within my innate intelligence because I've done the work. So you're teaching people to do the work. So when you are embracing or encountering a coronavirus or a flu virus or whatever XYZ virus, your body can deal with it. And guess what? Your body will become stronger and your immune system will be stronger as a result. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. What you just said there is exactly what we've been doing for generations and generations and generations. And the truth of the matter is, you know, the one thing that, that we can control is how we interact with our environment and how we adapt. So instead of hyper-focusing, let's say, on a virus, like you said, and saying, oh, this thing's going to overtake me. And, you know, no, it doesn't work that way. Your ecology inside knows how to interact with any kind of bacteria, any kind of pathogen, anything that comes in. Now, there's a caveat to that because we live in a very hyper-toxic environment. You know, there's certain factors that we have to take into consideration. You know, there's a lot of acid rain. There's a lot of off-gassing chemicals. There's GMOs. There's, you know, glyphosate and things that have been spraying in the crop. The soil depletion. So the nutrients are not there in the soil anymore. So all these things make us somewhat vulnerable. But as humans, I think one of the most fascinating things about humans is our ability to adapt. And if you think about it, going back to when I started saying about, oh, are we supposed to be vegan or not? You know, people get really wrapped up into that. Like, oh, your, your, your teeth, you don't have canines like a tiger and the stomach and all this stuff. And they can make a case of that. But what we've always been is very, very good tool makers. You know, just like we're using this as a tool, we've been using fire as a tool. We've been using metals as a tool. We've been using this and this as, as a tool. So as our environments change, we have to change with the environment. 
And if we know how to change with that, again, putting the red light, getting a water filter, doing all these things, the body work and all this stuff, what's really going to come in our sphere and take us down? Mm. Nothing. Now, if you don't change, if you don't adapt to all these things, then we have challenges. Then yes, we have to address certain things. So if you take, let's say, the, you know, I don't want to pick on anybody, but if you take people on a standard American diet, if you take people who are you know, very overweight or obese, maybe have prediabetes, metabolic syndrome or anything like that, these people tend to be at a higher risk of anything. Let's forget about COVID for a second. They tend to be at a higher risk for being, you know, hit with some kind of breakdown or excess waste material in their body that they don't know how to handle, that their body's not equipped for. That's why we need to make these adaptations. So instead of eating, you know, high fructose corn syrup from, let's say, soda, or anything that, you know, processed food that's loaded with some of these hydrogenated oil and PUFAs and all these things that create an, a chronic state of inflammation, we start to change all that. Mm. We start to change all that, the body starts to change, the body becomes more resilient, stronger, and better. So even if there's viruses, even if they're still spraying stuff outside, if we know how to adapt, we're good. Now, that doesn't mean we, we stay lazy, we stay complacent and not change our environment. I'm a big proponent of cleaning up the environment of cleaning up some of uh, of the very high, you know, toxic elements that go into our environment and into our infrastructure and to the food supply and things like that. There's so many, there's so many innovative and better ways of doing things, man. And they're sustainable, they're clean, they're and they're beautiful. I mean, it it, it can lead us to a world that we can't even imagine, you know. And that that fires me up. Yeah, me too. And you're right. We can't escape some of these toxins that surround us that you mentioned, the herbicides, the pesticides, glyphosate. I mean, it's, in, I think, estimated that 70% of rainfall has pesticides and herbicides in it. Dr. Zach Bush has been saying that the average California wine has about 64 pesticides and herbicides in it. But if you do so many things to stack the cards in your favor, taking some of these hits might actually make you stronger. Uh, and, you know, an interesting example, John, is the Chernobyl disaster. There was a series on HBO. Have you ever seen that series on HBO about Chernobyl? Yeah, I, I've saw. I didn't see it though. I, I know what you, what it is, but I haven't so seen good. it. It's good. All right. All right. So so well done. Documents the history of it. But the reason I bring that up because of this hormesis concept that we're speaking about. When that happened in Chernobyl, it was terrible. These people died. They they got all the people that are on the bridge seeing the disaster. He had this wind go over them and it killed them. And then those who are a little bit farther away died years later with cancer. Animals died. Wildlife died. You might think, wow, that, that place is never going to come back. They even estimated that there's not going to be any kind of living life there, species, animals, humans, for hundreds of thousands of years. Well, now you fast forward several 20, 30 years later, you go and you do a research on what's happening in Chernobyl. The wildlife there is thriving right now. The microorganisms, the animals. Now, you can't still live there in that exclusion zone as humans because we adapt a little bit later than animals. But look at that. That's a perfect example of an extreme hormetic response that yielded some stronger outcomes. And what we're talking about is not extreme. It's small little things that we can do. Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. I mean, if you look at what you just said, it's a form of rewilding, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> that whole environment got decimated by something completely unnatural. But look how it comes back. Nature always comes back. And aren't we natural beings? And that's one of the things that I want to remind people. We are natural beings. You know, we talk a lot about, I mean, I mean, you probably talk about fitness in your in your show a lot, right? Yeah. And we have a mutual friend, Matt, who put us together and he has Primal Fit in Miami and it's fantastic. Amazing so, gym. Yeah, yeah. Matt is, Matt is the best. And so the concept of fitness to me, is not just limited to exercise. Fitness is being fit to live, being fit for an environment. But when, where I bring it back is, okay, so now what are we fit for? You know, there's a lot of people who have high fitness for watching TV, <laughs> high fitness. You know, there's the natural world. There's the urban world, which is a city living and things like that. There's a lot of people who are very fit for that. And then there's the cyber world or, you know, the virtual world. So we have to be fit for all three of them, you know, because we live in a virtual world as well. We can't put that to the side. That's part of our lives now. That's part of who we are. But the challenge has been that that natural world, that first one I mentioned, has been, you know, kind of left by the wayside. Now we're seeing that through our health because it's extremely important for us to connect to nature in as much as we can to create 
those inputs that will make us rewild and, re and, and make us human and thrive like grounding, you know? If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation. And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results. Hair is the best identifier, and you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10 at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10. You have a chapter about grounding. I love, I love talking about grounding, doing grounding. And it's such a simple thing to reconnect to nature. So speak on grounding. Maybe somebody has no idea what grounding is. What exactly is it? And how do you do it every day? Yeah. You know what the beautiful thing about grounding is that it's free. A lot of people think, oh, you know, this whole healthy living is so, so expensive. Well, check this out. We have, again, generations an ancestral template of being connected to the magnetic frequency, natural magnetic frequency of the earth, because there's artificial frequencies and there's natural native frequencies. The earth has a pulse and a magnetic frequency that's anti-inflammatory, restorative, rejuvenative, and it takes an accumulation of a positive charge from us that we accumulate because we are electrical beings. It takes that positive charge and it basically takes it on. So it'll flush it out of our body so we don't get that excess positive ions accumulating and creating a distress in our uh, biological makeup. So what I mean by that is our ancestors used to be barefoot wherever they went, pretty much. That means you're grounded. Every time you're touching anything that's natural, whether it's ocean water, uh, soil, uh, if you're at the park and you can walk on the grass, touch a tree, you're essentially basically discharging any of that voltage that gets accumulated through modern day living. Mm -hmm. So that discharge goes into the earth and it's off your body. Now your body can breathe, your cells can breathe, and now the inflammatory, the, the, that chronic state of inflammation coming from stress or, or, or even some digestive things because you're eating the wrong diet or something like that, start to diminish a lot. So a practice is, you know, take anywhere from five to 10 minutes a day, every day if you can, and take your shoes off and put them bare, you know, on the ground. You know, if you have a backyard, that's what I do. First thing in the morning, I go see the sun, put my feet on the backyard. I'm grounding, I'm getting the sun, aligning my circadian rhythms, and both those things are free. And those things move the needle to your health tremendously. Mm. Or you get back from the office at the end of the day, you take off your shoes, go out to the backyard, find a little patch of land, take a few deep breaths, take five minutes to yourself, man. Quiet the mind, quiet the body while you're grounding barefoot on the earth and, and boom, you're recalibrating your body, you're recalibrating the frequencies of the body and you're taking the inflammatory, the inflammatory pathways and you're, you know, you're, you're shutting them down a little bit. And it's amazing what that'll do. You know, the stress starts to kind of weave yeah. off and yeah. little by little by little, you find yourself on this massive traffic jam. Somebody cuts you off and you're like, ah, that's his problem. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a way different reaction than, oh, this guy just cut me off. And, you know, now you're getting all these stress hormones. Now you're getting the adrenaline you're and cortisol and all this stuff. And you're in a vehicle sitting, not a tire chasing you. So it's a different, it's a different thing. You need those stress hormones when it matters, but not every day consistently. Boom, 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 hitting you, hitting you, hitting you. That's right. So that's what grounding does, man. It takes you down and, you know, dis discharges. 
And it's amazing because a lot of the principles that we have available to us, these tools, if you will, are free. Like you said, grounding is free. Drinking clean water could be free if you find a natural source around you. I mean, fasting is free. Sleep is free. Gratitude journaling is free. I mean, these practicing self-love is free. I'm all for using great supplements and rotating them. I'm all for using red light therapy and all that. But you don't have to do that in order to get healthy. Gr- grounding, to your point, John, it's like taking a handful of antioxidants. It's like, oh my, it thins the blood. It helps you feel calm and relaxed. I'm actually, I live in Bay Harbor Islands, which is like five minutes from the beach there. And I am so privileged and blessed to be able to do that. I could just walk to the beach. So even if you don't have the ocean by you, like you said, you have a a patch of grass around you. Just make sure it's not a golf course that has pesticides, but you you have a patch of grass, you have dirt, you have a tree that you could hug. And I know it might be weird, but maybe somebody will ask you, why are you hugging a tree? And you could educate them and they could start grounding too. So I love that, dude. You know, that's an easy, practical thing to do. And you have a chapter about that, that dives deep. Anything that you want to add to that before we move on? No, that's, that's pretty good. Okay, so uh, your cha- your book talks about that. And then we have some other things in the book that help you become more resilient. So what are some other practical things that you outline in your book that the audience could start doing today? Okay, so we talked about the sun. We talked about water. <sighs> practical things. I mean, let's talk about movement for a second. You know, people think, okay, this is a good one because people think that, oh man, you know, I'm sitting in the office and I don't do anything all day and then I have to go do a CrossFit you know, what or something. And it's like, that's a very extreme change. Your yeah. body, your, your, your body, you're giving them a very extreme mixed signal and your body might not be very well equipped for that. And you can get hurt that way. But weaving in movement throughout the day as much as you can is very important. Uh, walking is, is very underrated. Going for long walks is extremely healthy, extremely healthy. And it's restorative. Sometimes what you need is more restoration. And learning how to stand, how, how your gait, how your, your posture is, again, all things that are free and all things that you can do right now. As soon as you are done with work today, go for a nice long walk. Or even, you know, you've heard it before, uh, park, you know, far or whatever, so yeah. you can walk and all this stuff. Let's say you have to sit for a, a few hours, you know, stand up every 30 minutes and shake, 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 just move the body, move it, move it, move it, because it gets you out of that stagnation you know, that compression and that stagnation, you know, and then you can start doing some of these myofascial releases and things like that. And your body will change. And once that body starts feeling strong and good and all that stuff, it affects the way you, you think as well. It does. So, so it's, that's another thing you can do like yesterday. Yeah. Movement is more important than exercise uh, to, to your point. And what, what it does to shake around like that every 30 minutes, it gets the lymphatic system activated again as well. A lot of people have clogged lymphs. They're not able to detoxify properly. They're eating a lot of cow dairy, which also clogs the lymphatic system. So these are ways to do it. They're sitting down all day. So I love that. And in your book, you talk a little bit more about that. One more thing you also mentioned in your book is how we breathe. So how important is our breath to our health? Well, it's life, right? So I, I, one of the things that I do as well as a practitioner is, is a thing called iridology. Iridology is the study of the iris. Basically, it's the colored part of the eye. Mm. And, it, and I use it as a map. It's incredible because you it's one of me? the... You not right me? now okay. <laughs> because you're too far. Okay. <laughs> but, but if you send me a picture, we can get some information. Interesting. Uh, the, the fibers of the eye are... Since the, the iris is one of the most complex tissues, it's connected to your brain and your spinal cord. Everything that happens inside your body gets reflected back to it right? And the reason I bring it up is because one of the main things, the patterns that I've seen with most of my clients is the number one system that always comes up as the most challenged system is the circulatory system. Mm. And why is that? It's because of oxygenation and a lack of oxygenation. So that's how important breathing is. You know, most of the time people have cold hands and feet, you know, and, and things like that. That's because we're not getting proper oxygen to the extremities. You know, an extremity, maybe it's not so much, but reproductive organs are not as close to the heart. Sometimes the, the reproduction and the libido and, and the drive that we have for life gets also challenged because of that lack of oxygenation. So the way we breathe and, and what we're breathing is extremely important. So make sure that, again, that's why the body work comes in too. Because once we start to unlock some of these hip flexor adhesions, the shortening of the tissues, and your posture comes back, now your diaphragm has a lot more space to breathe. So you can do deep diaphragmatic breathing. Breathe through your nose, never through your mouth. That's very important. And then what's your environment look like? 
You know, I talk a little bit about how to clean your environment inside your home because that's where you're spending most of your time, right? Or your office. So get in some really good good quality plants that help you oxygenate, not only oxygenate your air, but clean any of the off-gassing pollutants and persistent organic pollutants and things like that that come from furniture and, and carpets or whatever it is. Like which ones? Which which plants? Uh, English ivy, uh, uh, aloe is a good one. I think NASA did a really good popular study that if you if you duck, duck, go it, you yeah. go and do NASA study on on plants. It gives you a list of the ten most healing ones. So English ivy's one, bamboo's one, uh, aloe vera's one, uh, ferns. I think they're all good. These are all indoor plants that will clean the air, take any kind of mold and and, and humidity and stuff like that, and start to reduce it tremendously. Now you can go, you can take it a next step and get like a really good HEPA filter with deionizing capabilities and things like that, UV and all that. That's what I have. Yeah. So if you do that, you're cleaning that air. Now you're breathing really good oxygen. And mm. then again, again, simple things. Your, your air becomes stagnant in your house. Open up a window. Right. Get some air in. Open up a door if you have, like, like, like me. You know, my kids like to go outside a lot, so we have one of those things so that the flies don't come up. So I can leave my door open; nothing will come in, and and but the air is flowing in and out of the house, plus the plants. That is improving the level of oxygen and the amount of oxygen. And think about this: what's been happening again? Let's go back to COVID. This, you know, the book says rewilding COVID. A lot of people felt forced in many scenarios to have to wear a mask for six, seven hours a day. You know, there's somebody who's close in my family who had to wear a mask for work. And she's usually, you know, a person who's relatively healthy and stuff like that, relatively young. She had to go to the hospital and they said, oh, it was COVID. Well, I, I'm like, did you ever get sick before? What changed? Well, you were wearing a mask almost eight hours a day and your lungs were not breathing properly and you got oh. pneumonia because that's basically what she wound up with. Pneumonia in the hospital. Somebody who that would have probably never have happened if she wouldn't have been wearing that mask, compromising your air and your, you know, so that's how important it is. So it's just having awareness. Awareness is very, very important. How are we breathing? Are we deep breathing, breathing through our nose, standing up and having good posture? Do your best, do your best. But having that awareness is the first step. Great tip. Something I do to make sure I breathe through my nose when I'm sleeping is I mouth tape at night. Do you use that? Yeah, I use it. My, my fiance always makes fun of me, but hey, <laughs> if I don't use it, I breathe through my mouth and I end up, you know, it's not good for you to breathe through your mouth to your point. So it forces me to breathe through my nose. So I use that every night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So your friend who had, uh, had the um, pneumonia, who's wearing the mask, is she in Florida? She's in Florida. Yes. Is she still wearing the mask or, or no? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's one of those things that I think in, because we're in Florida, thankfully, a lot of these mask uh, <laughs> mandates and yeah. and and mass pressures are are being lifted. Yeah, come July, come July, come July first, it's all going to be lifted. Meaning, even even your employer can't make you use it in Florida. So um, that's why I was asking. So that that would be good news for her. Yeah, absolutely. So where is the best place, John, to go get your book, read it? Is it available on other versions other than paperback? Where can we get it? Yeah, it's available on Amazon, paperback, and Kindle on there. So you can find it on Amazon. Uh, Rewilding COVID is a landing page for the book. And you can also visit me at shothealth.com and sign up for the newsletter. The reason I say it is because I'm getting ready to launch a, a group coaching program where I'm basically you know, expanding on what we've talked about. And helping people as a group, not only have accountability, but also just like really get them through modules that will help them implement all these things in a very doable way, in a very realistic way, in a, in a very empowering way. So that they don't depend on anybody. Once they go through that, they hopefully they have a life transformation that will stay with them and, and their lineage of their family to be healthier and, and have some of these concepts where we'll get into videos about how to do properly the lacrosse releases, how to cook food, uh, you know, using the right oils, because that's a big one. Uh, where you are in your in, in your water strategy, okay, so where we want to go, you know, and, and individualize the program a little bit, because some people, you know, need more magnesium, some people need, you know, to do certain things that are different for them and use some herbs and stuff like that, which I know about, you know, for stress and things like that. So shothealth.com is is one of the ways that you can uh, sign up for the newsletter so you can get up to date. I have a podcast called Rewild Humanity, uh, which is on iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. And, and that one's a, a pretty cool one. So um, yeah, social media, all the good stuff. 
And it's spelled S-C-H-O-T-T. Shot is spelled S-C-H-O-T-T. We'll put all the links in the podcast notes for what you just mentioned. And I recommend Keto Cameras. Go get the book. Buy a book for a family member, for a friend. Educate them. It'll really empower them. It'll help them become more competent. And I believe when you're competent, you become more confident with whatever area you're studying. So go get the book. I want to give a shout out to Matt Pack, of course. You mentioned him earlier for connecting us. Matt Pack has a great gym in Miami called Primal Fit Miami. And I also want to acknowledge you, John, for the amazing work that you're doing to empower people, help them really understand how incredible their body is and how it is capable of healing as long as you start to remove, identify and remove the interference. So thank you for your book. Thank you for the work that you do. And next time we do the interviews, round two, we'll do it in person so you could look at my eye as well. (laughs) Absolutely. That would be awesome, man. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me, brother. This has been great. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with John Schott. If you are inspired to get his book, we'll put a link for it down below in the show notes. It's titled Rewilding COVID Natural and Practical Health Solutions for Optimizing Your Immunity during the coronavirus pandemic and beyond. I do recommend you get the book. It's a fantastic read. So go to the link in the notes of the podcast and go grab that right now. If this was a helpful episode for you, please text it to a friend, share it on your social media, leave the podcast a rating and review. All of this makes a big difference to help the show grow and to impact more lives. If you want to learn more about my 90-day detox program, that is only going to take 15 people, head to ketocampdetox.com if you want to work with me, Dr. Daniel Pampa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, and many other detox specialists that have built out this program, and I'll be there to guide you along the way, ketocampdetox.com. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.